Welcome to the Book of Mormon podcast, where it's all about uncovering questions, thoughts, and discoveries in your own personal Book of Mormon study. I know it seems crazy, but for over four years, I've been writing out the Book of Mormon, word for word, sentence by sentence, paragraph by paragraph. It's amazing what we can learn when we slow down and give space for personal revelation and insights beyond our normal reading pace. I'm Susan Gardner, a convert, a cyclist, and a Zuma to eight amazing grandkids. Come with me as we unveil new perspectives and understanding as I continue to write out the Book of Mormon. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Susan Gardner, and this is Writing the Book of Mormon, podcast, episode three. Episode one addressed the importance of questions we should ask as we read the scriptures. Remember in episode two, we highlighted the importance of recording our thoughts as we do so. So today's podcast is about discoveries. Now before I continue, most all the podcasts from here on out will be sharing some of my personal discoveries as I've implemented both the practice of posing questions and writing down my thoughts. In the subtitle, you'll notice it says questions, thoughts, and discoveries. It's always in that order. Interesting. But first, for today's podcast, I would like to share with you what was one of my most profound personal discoveries. Now, on the cover of the Book of Mormon, it reads, The Book of Mormon, Another Testament of Jesus Christ. In Alma 46, verse 39, is a verse that's like a lot of verses that I've written out before. But this one says, and got my attention very quickly, It came to pass that there were many who died, firmly believing that their souls were redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus they went out of the world rejoicing. As I thought about this verse and other similar verses I had written, I found it amazing that a people who lived so far before the birth of Christ could have such faith in him and his mission. So I scribbled down a question, and it looked like this. The question was, what takes more faith? Believing in something that's going to happen, or believing in something that happened over 2,000 years ago? I love that that question I wrote down now, in this day, is the same question someone wondered about over 2,000 years ago. Check it out. In Alma 39, Alma explains some of the reasons why Christ will come to the earth to his son Corianton. In particular, in verse 17, he says, And now I will ease your mind somewhat on this subject. Behold, you marvel why these things should be known so long beforehand. Then he asks three great questions directed to Corianton. Could I add here that when I read the same questions, I felt my name included as he taught this important principle? Behold, I say unto you, he says, Is not a soul at this time as precious unto God as a soul will be at the time of his coming? Is it not as necessary that the plan of redemption should be made known unto this people as well as unto their children? Is it not as easy at this time for the Lord to send his angel to declare these glad tidings unto us as unto our children or as after the time of his coming? I added my question to the questions posed by Alma and gave them deep thought and space for many days. In fact, weeks, really. After rolling them around in my head for a while, I realized I had a lot more in common with the people I read about in the Book of Mormon than I thought. For me, 
My faith requires becoming familiar with a recorded history of what happened before, during, and after the Savior's birth, his coming and goings, and finally his death. For the believers in the Book of Mormon, their faith required understanding recorded prophecy of what would happen before, during, and after the Savior's birth, his coming and goings, and his death. As you can see, we were taught similar things about this Messiah. We were both taught the Messiah shall be born of Mary, she being a virgin, a precious and chosen vessel, and she would bring forth a son, even the Son of God. We were both taught that this Jesus lived a perfect life, and eventually he would be beaten, mocked, and slain, giving up his life. When this man's mortal life was over, we have been both taught that this man's death means far more than a heart-stopping. We both know after this man's death, something will happen that has never happened before. We were taught after three days lying in a tomb, he would come alive and take up his body again. This would be called the resurrection. And get this, another thing we've both been taught is this resurrection is a gift to all. He's not going to keep the miracle of the resurrection just for himself. No, he's so loving and generous, no matter who we are, where or where, when we lived, we will be resurrected too. And now for the best part, I can't explain how this happens, but we were both taught that before his death, Jesus felt and experienced every disappointment, joy, mistake, sickness, healing, grievous sin, forgiveness, justice, unfairness, or cruel treatment of every mortal being that will ever be born on this earth. We both believe and have faith that because this man was the Son of God, he paid the price with his own perfect life, and because he did that, he has the ability and authority to forgive sins. This was called the atonement. This Messiah could not only heal people of sicknesses and disease of the physical body without earthly medicines, but through changing how we live and how we have faith on who we depend on with that faith, by coming unto him, he made it possible to heal the sicknesses of our souls. Why? Why would someone be willing to go through so much, you might ask? The most important reason we've been taught is this, because he went through all that he went through, we will always have someone to turn to that knows exactly how we feel when we are going through those awful, difficult times in our lives. I know when I'm hurting, it helps me tremendously to talk to someone that has been there, done that. We both were taught Jesus Christ lived, suffered, died, and resurrected so that he could always be that person for us. So, to answer my own question, what takes more faith? Believing in something that's going to happen or believing in something that already has happened? My answer? Both ways take faith. It all makes sense to me now. Alma's questions he posed to his son Corianton so many years ago helped me understand God's love for all his children in a way I had never thought about before. If I were to take a bike ride down to the beach, 
Every person I passed, every person that passed me, each person I saw working or driving or walking their dog and jogging, those that lived in big houses and those that had everything they owned in a shopping cart, all of them I saw and all of them I've never seen before or ever will see a chance to know, to be taught, and to believe. Alma, when he was with the Malachi, they were teaching the Zoramites, and the Malachi taught about the need for an atonement. In fact, he uses the word infinite. I love that word. Infinite is a perfect word that means without limits. The atonement of Jesus Christ is limitless. It included everyone, everyone that came before him, everyone during his lifetime, and everyone after. My Savior left not one soul out. Making discoveries of gospel truth can be life-changing. This deepened my understanding of God's love for all his children. I hope when you do discover those life-changing truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you would feel as Alma did when he said, Do ye not suppose that I know of these things myself? Because I have found knowing something for yourself somehow sticks to you closer. It seems to become a part of you. Knowing for yourself seems to make you more. More than you were when you were only believed because someone told you to. And the Lord God sent his holy prophets among all the children of men to declare these things to every kindred, nation, and tongue that thereby whosoever should believe that Christ should come, the same might receive remission of their sins and rejoice with exceedingly great joy, even as though he had already come among them. When we are changed by better understanding the miracle of Christ's atonement, it is because we allowed him to come among us, no matter when we lived or died during the lifetime of this world. This book I hold in my hand, the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. This book is true. It is another testament of Jesus Christ. The Book of Mormon makes this crystal clear. Maybe my big discovery was something you already knew. At those moments, I have to remind myself, hey, it's okay, because it's not important we discover it first. It's more important we discover it for ourselves. Slow pace, give space. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who also loves the Book of Mormon. And if you're on Facebook, be sure to like our page and join our community. You type in writing the Book of Mormon dash discussion group. This will keep you up to date and current with new topics and conversations surrounding our study. I do appreciate you and I hope you have an amazing day.